This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, live in studio for the next couple hours. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton, holding it down on the wheels of steel. On the phone lines, on the text line, he's got it covered. Getting calls already. Getting calls already. Well, it's going to be a fantastic show. Very excited, very fired up, pumped up as Raider Nation the Raiders, Rich Basaccia, Gus Bradley, Greg Olson, Derek Carr, and the rest of the roster all continue to turn the page from earlier in the week to Sunday. What's going to happen on Sunday in Denver as, unfortunately, got a good team that we cover here at Raider Nation Radio 920. And this week, haven't had a lot of opportunity to really talk about the team. And I know that for the team in general, they haven't had a lot of time to think about the team and a lot of time to think about the play on the field. They've been every other conversation. I think I've done about 25 interviews, and I'm not over-exaggerating when I say that. I feel like I've done about 25 interviews with multiple radio stations across the country about what's going on and very little, very little conversation about, well, what do you think is going to happen in Denver on Sunday? I've gotten a couple. I'll give them a couple credit that I've got a few that say, hey, you know, how about the, the the team on the field? And I said, you know, they're a pretty damn good team. They got Nobody, Nobody's asking about how the run defense looked a little bad against the Bears. And nah. Melvin Gordon's been looking good this season. No, nope. Nobody cares about that? No, nobody's, nobody said anything about that. And, uh, you know, obviously the big elephant in the room is what's going on with the coach and the removal of Coach Gruden and interim head coach now, Rich Basaccia, taking over and how the team moves forward. But... That's it, it, it's it, it's a fact. The team has to move forward. Only five games are in the book, so they got a long way to go before this season's going to be wrapped up. So uh, they got multiple opportunities to to do what they do on the field and show not only the league but themselves what they're really made of. And so uh, you know, starting to look forward to that coming up on uh, on Sunday against the Denver Broncos week six action. Uh, we did a little bit of preview of the Denver Broncos on yesterday's show. Uh, heard of great interview with Mike Florio and JT the brick in the last hour. Really good. And, you know, we've had some people hit us up on Twitter and uh, a lot of time I, I, I'll judge things off of Twitter just because I know it's an easy way to, to send a reaction to us or some feedback. And, you know, a lot of people said, Oh yeah, you guys haven't talked enough about, you know, the, the rest of the, the feedback that that the league received and everyone found out by all that big, huge investigation. And that's, I mean, JT said it really well. I mean, that's that's what the story is. That's what the story, and, and I, I mentioned it yesterday about Baylor and my, my uh, opportunity that, or not my opportunity, really the experience I had when I was in Central Texas and I was covering Baylor and Baylor had this huge scandal. And ultimately the head coach of the Baylor Bears, Art Bryles, took the L. He's the guy who ended up getting fired. He's the, he's the guy who was ran through the ringer. And I can tell you firsthand from being there, it wasn't an Art Browse situation. It was a Baylor situation. That was the big problem. And I'm not trying to compare the situations because one was way super extreme in the case of Baylor. Way extreme. And then this is 
a bad situation, but it wasn't sexual assaults. It wasn't, you know, women not being safe on campus. It wasn't to that extreme. So I don't, I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to compare the situations. But ultimately, the head of the snake was cut off in that situation, which was Art Browse. And like JT has said, and many people have said, I've even said, somebody clearly wanted the head of the snake of the Raiders to be cut off as well. And someone will say, well, isn't that Mark Davis? No, the head of the snake. The guy who was the face of the organization, no doubt about it, was John Gruden. I know Mark Davis is the owner, but John Gruden was the guy. He was the, he was the face of the franchise. Somebody wanted to cut the head off. And just like the Baylor situation, and I'll just really wrap it up with this, with the Baylor situation, and you can ask anyone who covered it, anyone who lives in Central Texas right now will tell you it was a very slow drip process. It was like that faucet that you have at the house where you turn it off and you're still laying in bed and it's dead ass silent. And all of a sudden you hear bloop, bloop, bloop. And it drives you crazy because it drives me crazy. You did it three times and it was driving me crazy. Exactly. <laughs> Just right exactly. Can you imagine like a minute or two or five or 20 or an hour? Can you imagine how crazy that'll drive you? That drives me Blank, blank, crazy. I, and that's exactly what the, 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 the information was. It was a slow drip, just like that. Came out very, very slow. This is what's going to happen in this situation as well. You're going to hear more because everyone thinks that, oh, the, the, the book's closed now that John Gruden's out. For some reason, they targeted him. They got rid of him. This is going to be a very slow process. You'll get little information here, little information there. Little information there, and at some point, you'll think it all makes sense. Will it? Probably not. But ultimately, somebody got what they wanted for what other, whatever reason. They did not want John Gruden in the position that he was in. And I'm not saying it's it's the Raiders against the world. I'm not trying to not trying to act, you know, play that role. I'm just saying there was a clear agenda that was set up by somebody somehow where this is going to be the target and maybe this is going to help take the attention away from something bigger, but this is the target right now. So don't, don't worry, Raider Nation. The story is not over and there'll be a lot more information to come. So I just wanted to let that be known, especially on the heels of uh, the Mike Florio interview that JT did uh, in the last hour. I thought it was really good. If you get an opportunity, if you did not hear it, go back and check it out. Did a fantastic job. LVSportsNetwork.com. You can find it. Mike Florio and JT the Brick. Coming up on our show here, next couple hours, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You know, I'll talk all things NFL with John, and he's been around the league for a very long time. I'm sure he's never seen a situation like this. Getting in that conversation coming up at 2.30. Just t- kind of scatter shoot all around the league, but really it'll be very Raider heavy when we talk to John McClain at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. He'll join the show to kind of talk about the landscape here in Las Vegas as far as real estate market goes and the way that houses are on the market for about 25 days and then boom, they're gone that quick, fast and in a hurry. You know, what does that mean for people like me that at some point are going to want to get a home and not rent a home? And I'll even ask them about fixing up a home. Like, Hey, if you're in a rental, does it make a little bit of a sense to, to go out and, 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 and buy that rental and just fix it up, like really fix it up and just be better there because of the way that houses are flying off the market. Ask them all kinds of questions. And if you have a question for Dustin, you can hit us up as well. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Let me know that, that question. I'll pass it on to him when he joins us at 3 o'clock. 
Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She joins us each and every week. She'll join us at 3.30. She was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center today uh, for Raiders practice where Greg Olson, offensive coordinator, spoke to the media. Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, he spoke to the media as, as well as others. And so we'll get uh, her thoughts on that. We'll get her thoughts on the temperature of the team as far as how much energy they have out there on the field and how they're preparing for a game, a big game in my opinion, coming up on Sunday. Both teams 3-2. and two. Both teams sitting in second place in the AFC West. Both teams on a two-game losing streak. Both teams need a W. And neither team likes each other. And, I mean, I, I mean that on the field. I don't mean personally because you see around the league, everyone's pretty cool with everybody. But it's a division rival, you know, so it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a big game. And I think it's going to be a, a sense of relief for the Raiders in particular when they actually get on the field and just really could focus in, at least for the few hours, on football. And, and the reason I say that, because we look at sports in general, and I love the fact that we cover sports. We look at sports as like the ultimate getaway. You know, you can get away from whatever's going on in your life for three, four hours. Hell, that's why some people tune into us sometimes, just to get away whatever they got, you know, whatever they got going on in their life. I know people, no joke, I, I, I know guys that are going through like real big medical trauma. I was back in Central Texas. There was a guy we called Lil B. He was a good dude. And he's got some real deal stuff going on but he he used to say Q you know what listening to you guys regardless if it's funny regardless if it's whatever the sport was or whatever we're talking about listening to you guys for three hours just help clear my day and make my day a lot better that's what sports does well for the Raiders I believe on Sunday that's what a football game is going to do for them allow them to at least clear their mind and just go out there and play and do what they do for three or four hours I think that's going to help them in a major way Weight off the shoulders to just go out there and play. Right. That's what it is. Might be one of the most fun games for them of the season just to right. play. Right, right. I mean, because, I mean, I, look, I know it's they're professionals. I know it's at the highest level. But it's almost like going back and just being a kid. Hey, I'm, hey, Mom, I'm going to go outside and play. It's like, hey, we're going to go out and play a game. And we're going to enjoy ourselves and we're going to ball out and we're going to try to keep our minds as free and clear as possible for the next couple hours. And after that, hell, I do that with the show. I ain't going to lie. Some of my worst days ever have always been made better by being able to be on the radio and just talk with sports. Gets me completely away from whatever could be going on in my life. True that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's reality. And then all of a sudden when the show's over, it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn, got to get back to that. But real, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, we enjoy doing around Those damn here. emails are waiting for you after this show. I mean, hey, look, <laughs> I get so many emails. I swear nobody in the building here knows what time I go on the air. <laughs> Two o'clock, bling, 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 bling. I get emails throughout the course of the show. As soon as the show's over, it's like silence. They think I'm on from four to six. I'm, I got to switch with Vinny. <laughs> but no, it's all good. I don't mind. I did have a question, though. I like to bring a show topic to the, to the show each and every day. 702-365-9200. That's the Radio Nation listener line. Always love to hear from you. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. We've been talking a lot about how Raider Nation feels about the situation. We heard from a bunch of players yesterday. It was great. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Max Crosby. thought they all did a great job. Clearly, they're very emotional, and, and, and that's understandable. If you had an opportunity to speak to any player in that Raider locker room, any of them, who would it be, and what would you tell them? Now, don't tell them something disrespectful, please. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Don't say something disrespectful. 
But in all honesty, if you could pick out one player in that Raider locker room that you'd like to say something and pass a message along to, what would it be? And I, I came up with this because I, I, I do my podcast every day, and I had someone text in and say, hey, Q, when you get the chance, tell Derek Carr that we believe in him. And so it made me think, like, oh, Raider Nation might want to shout out a player or two or three. And I'm not asking for all that. I'm just asking for one. You know, you ain't got to call out all 53 guys. Well, tell Alex Leatherwood that I know he moved to guard, but he's still cool in my book. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need, we don't need all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't need all that. <laughs> Unless that's what you want to tell him. That's cool. <laughs> tell Andre James, I still believe in you, dog. I mean, you know, it's just. Just try I'm to have waiting a for that one guy. That game in 2018, right. you missed the tackle, and it's just, and it's just like I the, did that if, one if time. Dog. That, chance, that one chance, you can ask him one question. It will be like that one game that you were mad about on the couch. Dog, I did. I'm so glad you brought that up. I did that one time, and then we'll go to the phone line. I did that when we were at the Super Bowl, and Marshall Newhouse was sitting down at the table talking to us. And Marshall Newhouse used to be an offensive lineman for the Raiders. He's been around the league multiple times. Played for the Giants. Uh, played for the Raiders. He's a TCU guy. So it made sense. You know, I was at ESPN Central Texas, so we got a Texas guy on. Okay, hey, Marshall Newhouse. Cool, we're going to get him on. So we got him on, and right before the interview gets wrapped up, I said, Marshall, I got to ask you, what was going through your head when Derek Carr fumbled the ball and you picked it up and tried to run, and then someone got at you underneath your legs, and then you fumbled again? And he looked at me and goes, damn, dog, that's where you went. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you really got jokes? And I was like, no, I'm just seriously like, I want to know. Because he tried. It was a, it was like a third and long or maybe even fourth down play. I can't remember. but I'm going to pull this play up. Yeah, no, you have to. Pull up Marshall Newhouse and you'll see him. You'll see the fumble. Or, you'll, yeah, you see the fumble. He picks it up like he's trying to be a hero. And on top of picking it up, he tried to scoop it and run. The first thing on YouTube, Marshall Newhouse fumbled. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that's the autocorrect. Well, go look at it and then you'll understand what I'm saying. It's very funny. Yo, my man, my man was scooting for a good four yards. He thought he had something, right. too. Got his knee taken out. Yo, but and then that, he fumbled on top yes, of that. But that four yards, my man was scooting. He was yeah. like, yeah, I'm taking this to the house. That was a big man rumbling. So I was actually trying to low-key give him some props by saying what was going through your mind. you know. And But when I said what was going through your mind, he thought I was trying to low-key dog him. Trying to score a touchdown. What you mean what was on my mind? <laughs> trying to pick up the first down, Q. So that was, yeah. But that was funny. <laughs> So, shout out to Marshall Newhouse. He's a good dude from TCU. But let's go out to the phone line. 702-365-9200. like to call him the Raider Nation listener line. Let's talk to Tim in Texas. What's going on, Tim? Hello. How y'all doing? Chilling, man. How you uh, doing? I know. Okay. I know y'all kind of tired of talking about the Gruden. I'm not going to really talk about it that much because I really, uh, I mean, I know he did what he did and said what he said and all that kind of stuff. And uh, me personally, I just, I just kind of felt it's like a blessing in disguise anyway. Because I just don't uh, – I didn't get to – I'm not excited as I was the last time when he coached the team. I was excited when he came back. I was. But he really, to me, to me in my opinion, he really wasn't improving the team uh, anyway. So I just kind of see it as a blessing in disguise. But I also really feel that uh, that uh, he um, was kind of railroaded in the situation just because he said some things about the commissioner and uh, the owners and stuff like that. I think that's the only reason why I come – his emails uh, were leaked just because of what he said about them. Because it doesn't make no sense that no nothing else has came out when 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 they um, investigating uh, the Washington team and and, and and not him 
personally. The only reason why they did that is because of what the stuff that he said about them. I really don't even think it had anything to do with D. Smith either. It's what the, he said about the owners and the commissioner and stuff like that. But um, I, I feel like we're going to be just fine. I think we're going to be good. We got coaches on our, on our team that's been head coaches. They know how to do uh, the things to keep us uh, afloat of what we need to be. So me personally, I'm, uh, I'm not really worried about the team. I actually think that um, that we might even play better, better and more looser uh, in everything, to be honest with you. And uh, I hope to see that uh, in Denver uh, this week because I'm going to I'm, I'm going to drive that eight hours to go watch that game, and I'm going and I'm going to do every uh, do like I do every time I go to Denver. I'm going to piss a fan that's in front of me off like I always <laughs> do, and. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to keep on shooting for my Raiders, so I really don't care. And if I had an opportunity to talk to a player, I think the player that I would, I would really like to meet and talk to would probably be Max Crosby. And I'd just tell him, keep on doing what you're doing. Your big contract is coming. There you go. I like that. Talk that money. Money talks. I heard that. That's Tim in Texas. Great call, my man. Great call. And go on ahead to Denver and piss off some fans, man. That was funny. I like how he I just heard broke pissing. that down. I was like, hey, where's he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the life of a producer. He gets a little nervous whenever. It's funny, and I can't use the exact words that DeMond used, but when I wrote the question down and I gave him his rundown for the sheet, he said, hey, I just want to know, Q, where are you going with this question? And so I kind of gave him a, a breakdown of it. He said, okay, I, I, I understand. He said, because every time you write a question down, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep this as clean as possible, he said, I'm just waiting for someone to come and blank it all up. <laughs> How can someone come blank up this question that you just asked? So, but that's that's from a he's got to be on his toes with the dump button just in case. He, I mean, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do because the minute that something gets or fired. Or somebody just derails the show and stinks up the joint. <laughs> right, but to your credit, if there's ever something that gets by that should be dumped and you don't dump it, the first thing that's going to happen, I'm going to look at you and go, what the hell's wrong with you? Why didn't you dump it? Why did you dump it? Woke you up. You had the lines lit up, and I was trying to do that. No, man, your job is to do So he's, he's got his head on a swivel, so DeMond is doing the best he can. But it was funny when he got nervous. Like, where are you trying to go with this question, Q? What are you doing? 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the 916, man. My man, Travell in Sacramento, California. What's on your mind, Travell? How's it going, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. you. You petty for that question. And that fumble was the most hilarious thing I've seen in the internet. <laughs> I am not going to lie. When you guys brought it up, I was in my car just laughing because I remember it like it was yesterday. Ah, but my, my anyways, bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, shout out to to the Mon Fares getting me on in a timely manner. Shout out to you, Q. Always keeping it real on airways. You know, Raider Nation appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Broncos week, man. I'm excited for this. Um, I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna have. I'm a glass half full type of guy. Uh, the Gruden situation, I feel like Greater Nation, they all hit, they all hit the talk, talking points. I don't feel like I need to add my two cents into it because, you know, it was wrong, of course, but I don't feel like this team's going to wither away or be down in their feelings. And I hope, and I know you remember this game, Q, because it's one of my favorite Raider games, 2010, I want to say week seven. Uh, we blew the donkeys out like fifty nine to fourteen. Oh we had yeah, Jason Campbell. Yep. Jason Campbell was the quarterback, and McFadden, McFadden was going crazy. McFadden went off, boy. He went off. Boy, he went off. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> he yes. was going off that game. So I'm like, and I know we always have a tough game with the Broncos, but it's either close or a blowout. And when it's usually a blowout, we're really usually on the giving end of that. So hopefully the Broncos come in thinking that you know we're going to be some slouches, and you know we we come in loose. And with the Tiger who don't change his stripes, now that he's gone, maybe we're a little looser. 
And um, as far as a player go, uh, I would probably talk to Carl Nassib, let him know, like, hey, you know, despite everything that goes on in this world, you are loved and you are appreciated. And just let him know that. Nice. Raider, Raider Nation, till we die. There you go. Great. Hey, great stuff, man. Great stuff. Travell repping that 916 right there, Sacramento, California. Great call. Definitely appreciate you. And I do remember that Denver Bronco game. Darren McFadden went off. Man, that was like my first, I think that was my first maybe even month in Central Texas. I got to Texas in 2010. That was uh, 2010. Uh, yeah, I got there, man. And I remember I was bootlegging the game. I had it uh, running on the on the screen at this radio station, man. I was watching it, had my McFadden jersey on. I was fired up and when he was running and there was a dude on the Spanish station that was a Bronco fan for some weird reason I was like why are you a Bronco fan I don't know Q you know he just he had no idea but he was and I was yelling down the hall the whole time go McFadden go what you know about that I'm screaming down the hallway I'm the new dude which kind of is what I'm doing right now (laughs) yes everyone here at the radio station thinks I have problems Mm -hmm. I do you know I'm gonna bring it back real quick I've watched this play at least ten times <laughs> since you said it, and it just it gets it gets even funnier because not only does he get like hitting the knee, he helicopters. Yes, he does almost like he at least does a one eighty, maybe not a full three sixty. Right, that's a big get, man. Yeah, he gets a rotation in there, and then I'm looking, I see NBC. So NBC only carries the Sunday night football. So this guy was in prime time. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the little four o'clock game you got to search out. Yeah, it was bad. This man was on Sunday night football. It was bad. It was bad. Shout out to Marshall Newhouse, man. He did his best though. He was trying. He was a little train that would. You know what I mean? He was going. He was making it happen. We just talked to my guy, Travell, in Sacramento. Let's head to the 510. We go from the 916 to the 510. Rich in Oakland, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's good, dude? Chilling, man, chilling. Hey, my bad. I feel like a fool, man. I called on Monday, and I was like, I'm done with them. I'm done with the Raiders, but I'm back again. Right. <laughs> I told you. Hey, I said, as soon as you hung up, I said that was going to happen. That's just how it is. <laughs> hey, but things change, man. Gruden's gone. You know, so it's like, man, you know, we all know Gruden messed up. It is what it is. You know, let's move on from that. And uh, we riding with Rich, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, what up? We ain't got no other choice. We're, we're three and two. We have an opportunity to go four and two after this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, it is what it is. I never, I, honestly, Gruden, I think, was an overrated coach to me. Overrated play caller, overrated coach, overrated motivator. It is what it is. That's my opinion. You know, I have respect for the man. But, uh, well, not, not not really anymore, but when he was the coach before all this came out, but I just never really thought he was a good play caller. So I feel like maybe with this happening, maybe Derek Carr won't feel like he's handcuffed anymore, you know, because he, he was terrified of Gruden. He couldn't walk without looking Gruden's way. Oh, does he like me? Does he not like me? This and that, you know. So what I think going forward is that uh, I hope Olsen opens up the playbook and gives a little more freedom to Carr. And uh, you are saying, what would I say to somebody – if I had him face-to-face, I would tell Derek, hey, bro, it's year eight, Gruden's gone, this is your team, you're the leader, let's see what you got, bro. Because you're either going to put up or shut up, because if you don't put up and you don't ball out, who knows if the next GM, the next coach is even going to want you, bro. So this is time to put it together for him and to show us what he got. This team ain't depleted. We got talent, mm-hmm. you know, on both sides of the ball. So let's put it together. We still got our defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. You know, special teams been balling. I don't see why we can't go into Denver and win this Sunday. So, Derek, let's see what you got. It's time. Have a good day, Q. All right. Thank you, Rich. Great call, man. Great call. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. You're like Mace. You know, welcome back. It's all good. We definitely appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, I think that one of the keys you just touched on, the Raiders have a lot of coaching experience on that sideline. 
Gus Bradley, former head coach. You know, I mean, there's 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 guys on there that have been there, done that. Greg Olson's been in the league many, many moons. Uh, Rich Versace, who's running the thing, he's been there very, very long. I mean, he's been in the league for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of experience. Ron Milas, Richard Smith, those cats have experience on that sideline. I think that they can lead the troops as well. And I, I, I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie to you, earlier in the week, I felt a little sketchy about this game. Like, I just didn't know how it was going to go. Me and DeMond are going to actually make our picks a little bit later on in the show today, about 3.15. I haven't made my pick for this Raider Bronco game yet, but I'm telling you right now with these conversations, starting to lean more and more to the silver and black picking up a dub on Sunday. Let's hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line one more game before we get to my man John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And let's talk to our guy, Monster Mash Ken. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Love you guys, as always. Just hitting that Jersey Turnpike, getting ready to go home, listening to you guys. So I, I want to just touch a couple things here. That new house play, Marshall Newhouse play, I think that kind of sums up the Raider Nation uh, the last 20 years. Like, you're excited, you got, you know, things fall down, he picks it up, oh, he's going to go somewhere. Nope, fumble. So, yeah, it's just a nightmare. But uh, that is what it is. Uh, I'm like, I'm with the last caller there. I think this is kind of a blessing in disguise. I was, you know, Gruden, if you kind of think about it, what has he done besides tear down this team and, you know, trade away four of the really good players or, or let them go and, uh, I just don't see any good that he's brought to the team. It sucks because it's been a revolving door with the coaches, you know, and, and then we go back to with Carr, like he's had several different coaches and that same old story. I think this is a blessing in disguise. I think, you know, Derek Carr has all this fourth quarter comeback win scripted plays. I think that's Derek, go out there and win the game for us. You know, do what you got to do. So I hope that's the mentality that goes in to the rest of the season. And I'm thinking about this game coming up and I'm kind of relaying it back to, like, when Al Davis died with the Texans, that Texans game. That game was crucial for the Raiders to win, for the morality mm-hmm. of Raider Nation. I think this game is going to dictate how are they going to respond to this huge uh, tremor that has, uh, you know, sent chills down everybody's spine. Or like, what the heck is going on? What are they going to do? they got to respond. they got to get this win, not just for the team, but for the Raider Nation. I think we deserve it, you know? Yep. And I, I really feel... It's a blessing in disguise. And as far as my question to uh, uh, one of the Raider players, I would say anybody that's wearing the C on that chest, the captain uh, patch, Mm -hmm. go out there and do your job. Be a captain because that's what we need right now. We need you to be a captain for your individual subgroup. Anyway, thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys. Raider Nation, win, lose, or tie. Raiders, till we die. Boom. There it is right there. Monster Mash can. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. Yeah, everyone with the C on your chest. You're talking about Unique Ngakwe. You're talking about Max Crosby. You're talking about Derek Carr. You know, everyone who's that leader, Darren Waller, leader on the team, go out there and lead. And, you know, that's one thing that Max Crosby said yesterday. He was talking about the fact that, you know, he, he's not only wanting to go out there and ball out, he wants to go out there and help the other guys. He wants to help the other guys do what they got to do. And he wants to be that leader when they have questions or they're maybe down a little bit. He could help pump them up. That was something that Heidi Fang brought up this morning on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, and I thought it was a hell of a point. I was glad she brought that up. So, yeah, Monster Bash can. Great, great call, great question, or great statement that you would make to a player. And that's that's what I want to hear. I want to hear from you and, and, of course, the Raider Nation listener line uh, at 702-365-9200. Don't call right now because we do have a guest coming up, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He's going to join us to talk all things NFL, but you could text us right now if you want. 69187, keyword R&R. If you could talk to one player in that Raider locker room, Who would it be, and what would you say? This is Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Always pleased to have our weekly Thursday guest. That's John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You can find him on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And John, it's been a really strange week from last Friday to where we are right now. As far as the Raiders go, uh, emails started rolling out about John Gruden on Friday. And then, boy, they just snowballed on Monday, led to his resignation. You've been covering the NFL for a very long time. How strange and bizarre of a week has this been? Bizarre is a great way to put it because somebody in the NFL obviously wanted John Gruden fired. Maybe John knows who that is. Maybe he doesn't. The fact is he got fired. He deserved to be fired. I am guarantee you there's a lot of people who have communicated with the Washington football team through the years. Maybe the president, former president, GM Bruce Allen, quite a bit that they're worried, am I going to be next? And what's interesting about this is, Hugh, I've seen teams rally around controversy, adversity, and it unites them. I think it's probably good that the Raiders are playing a division opponent, and both of them have two-game losing streaks after starting 3-0. It's easier to focus when it's a rival. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if they don't rally and win. It's a time for your veteran players to step up, not just on the field Sunday, but all week, whether it's in practice, whether it's in the meeting rooms, Derek Carr and some of those veteran players, this is their time to shine. Yeah, and Derek Carr and some of those veteran players that you talked about, they actually met with the media yesterday, and they did a really good job, and they are very sincere. They are emotional, but they were very sincere and, and, and ready to get back onto that field and, and get things going under uh, interim head coach Rich Basaccia, who comes from Dallas, uh, spent a long time there with Jason Garrett. He's been a special teams co- coordinator his whole career, never been a head coach. How do you think he goes about kind of rallying the troops as well, just as a leader of men? Masaki has been around a long time. He's been with different organizations. He's been with John Gruden. He's seen situations in which coaches got fired and other coaches had to step up. He's got a veteran staff. There's a lot of pressure on him and Mike Mayock, and uh, I think they can handle it. It's not like it's their first year. Right. Now, if this was a situation where you had Urban Meyer had never coached in the NFL, in a situation like this, you'd be like, well, how's he going to react? But uh, I think that uh, the Raiders, if they don't win, it'll be a good game. And uh, maybe they'll kind of rally around beside him and the situation. Yeah, and, and that's what every player has said. Uh, guys that are in the locker room right now and guys that aren't in the locker room, they say that that's a really great leader of men and that the, the Raiders are going to be in good hands with him. So we will see. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle here on Unnecessary Roughness. And as far as the NFL goes and all these different emails, the 650,000-plus that we've been talking about, do you expect to start hearing a, a lot more kind of noise and scutterbutt from other organizations or about other organizations, or do you think it's going to kind of die? down now? Well, if I'm Roger Goodell, and I think, and I'm not behind this, I would start my own investigation to find out who's doing it. It's obvious they did not want the Washington football team to be exposed any more than it was 
because they didn't release anything and didn't even get a written report, kind of like Baylor's investigation, where it was not a written report. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would imagine that we'll see more things leaking out as time goes. And I'll tell you what, Q, the NFL is always interesting, and it's too bad because there's some really good football being played, some great performances by players like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, some quarterbacks playing great. But right now, that's not the headline. No, no, it's really not, and that's a shame. Something that we've been talking about throughout the course of the week as well is there's so much great going on. And, uh, again, even just focusing on the Raiders, I mean, they they have an opportunity. They're in second place right now, tied for second in the AFC West in a tough division with Kansas City in last. You know, I mean, it's just there's so many things going on that could be positive, and right now it's got this big black eye over the organization. Mark Davis has yet to say anything. He just kind of gave a couple words to Paul Gutierrez from ESPN and said, the NFL knows it all. When, when you hear that – the NFL knows it all. I don't need to give a statement. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts when you hear that from Mark Davis? That he's very upset by for the NFL for this leaking out. And, uh, uh, you know, he pursued Gruden vigorously, gave him a record-breaking contract. And I don't know, but I'm guessing they're friends. And they started 3-0, and they're 3-2. and And now they're in danger of going down the toilet because you – Hope they don't react that way, but you never know for sure how players are going to react. So uh, I'm sure Mark Davis, like a lot of other people in the NFL, especially owners, are wondering, are things going to leak out about me? Right. No doubt about it. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And uh, I wanted to ask you what you think about Mike Mayock as far as where he stands right now. Uh, it, was, it was put out there that he was 49% in charge of roster under John Gruden, but now with John Gruden gone, he's in charge of 50% of the roster, 51% of the roster, excuse me. So how do you think he goes about you know, just trying to continue to build this roster and even start to start to look forward to a new head coach without really knowing what his status is. That 51 and 49 is such a clock. John <laughs> Gruden had final say over all personnel, and everybody knows it. And now Mike Mayock will. At this time of the year, you're not making major moves. Trading deadline's coming on November the 2nd. But I'm sure Mike Mayock, he just wants to keep a steady hand on the rudder and make sure that he, you know, these are turbulent waters that he's navigating. And Mike has been around a long time. He's, he's very knowledgeable. He's very popular. So I'm hoping that he does a really good job, and I believe he will. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, and everything gets started on Sunday as the Raiders travel to Denver, uh, trying to to snap that two game losing streak that they're on. And, and John, I mean, we're in week six already. It starts tonight, week six of the NFL season. Uh, it's flying by already. Are there any teams that really stand out to you that are kind of you're shocked or surprised by the way that they're playing so far? Well, the Arizona Cardinals being the only yeah. uh, unbeaten team is stunning to everybody especially the way they ended last season. But I say that I picked them to lose in this game at Cleveland. And uh, I'm not surprised about the Cowboys because I picked them to run away with the division as long as Dak Prescott stays healthy. And I think the NFL is better when Cleveland's good. We talked about this last week. When the Raiders are good, Cowboys are good because you love them or hate them like 
no other franchise. And uh, But I, I'm trying to think, running that through my head right quick about the biggest surprise to me when I look at the standings is seeing the last place team in the AFC West. Right. The Chiefs are not going to stay in last place in the AFC West, and everybody knows it. You know, I wanted to ask you about the Chiefs because right now their big Achilles heel is their defense. I mean, it's just terrible. And we all know that they have the offensive firepower, but that defense, I mean, me and you could score a touchdown on them maybe on a, uh, on a fourth down play. But uh, how do you think that they get that turned around kind of quick, fast, and in a hurry? I don't think they do. The problem is Mahomes is throwing interceptions, which he's never done. If he comes back on those interceptions, then he can outscore other teams while the defense gives up a lot of points, and they've got guys that are paying a lot of money who are not producing and have produced the last two years when they went to the Super Bowl. So maybe they're hurt. Maybe they lost their hunger. Maybe they lost their will when they got big contracts. But I expect them to bounce back because when you have a great quarterback, a great head coach, and you do have a lot of talent, you're going to win a lot of games. Unfortunately for them, they don't have an offense that can control the ball and keep their defense on the bench. That's just not the way they play. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out now. I think that everybody's worried about how long he's going to be gone. So they're going to have to score a lot to win. And I'll say this, Q, they're going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And, and again, seeing them sitting there in last right now in the AFC West is just bizarre to me. But, uh, you know, here we are. And so uh, I'll, I'll wait to see that move that they make. I do expect it to come sooner rather than later. I want to ask you about the Seattle Seahawks as well. Russell Wilson's going to be out for some time, and I just don't expect to see Seattle win too many games with Geno Smith. Uh, what are your thoughts on Seattle without a Russell Wilson there behind the uh, behind center? that they're going to be battling San Francisco for last place in the NFC West. And you know what? If your quarterback's out and you've got an excuse for losing, the higher draft choice you get, the quicker it's going to help you turn it around. So I don't expect them. I'd expect them to have a losing season. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And I, I like Russell Wilson a lot, and I hated to see him go out, but uh, there's no winning when it comes to Geno Smith. I just don't see that at all. And uh, just got a couple more questions for you, John. We're talking to John McClain right now from the Houston Chronicle, talking all things NFL here on Unnecessary Roughness. How about those Dallas Cowboys and the way that they're playing? Uh, you knew that they had a really good offense. You knew with Dak Prescott coming back, you felt pretty comfortable that they were going to be good offensively. But, John, they've turned it around on the defensive side of things. Trayvon Diggs is leading the league in interceptions. Defensively, the Cowboys, look they look legit. What are your thoughts on Dallas right now? Well, they got a legit defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn who won a Super Bowl with Seattle and almost won a Super Bowl as the head coach of the Falcons if they hadn't blown the biggest Super Bowl lead in history. And Dan, he's a proven coordinator, and he's doing it without a couple of starters who are, who are injured that he's getting them back. The things are looking up for the Cowboys. They're going to run away with the division. They'll host a playoff game. Then the key is, can they go on the road and win? That is the big thing with the Cowboys. Right. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, one more question about a, a team in the AFC West. How about the Chargers? They're in first right now. They're sitting there at 4-1. and one. Brandon Staley, new head coach for, uh, for the Chargers. He looks like he's the real deal. Uh, I love listening to him. He just breaks down football and film really well. What are your thoughts on Staley, and what are your thoughts on the Chargers? Justin Herbert has been outstanding in his second season. Jimmy Johnson said this week of all the quarterbacks, he was going to take one to build with right now. It would be Justin Herbert. Their defense 
is healthy. They got skill position players. They got a tough schedule, and uh, I I still don't think they're going to win a division. Maybe I think the Chiefs will bounce back, and it'll come down to those two. But uh, they're a lot of fun to watch right now because Herbert not only cute as he throw a lot of touchdown passes, he doesn't throw interceptions, right? And that's amazing for a second year quarterback. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. He's really the real deal, and I know everyone in Miami is kicking themselves that they didn't go and get Herbert, and they decided to go with Tua, but uh, here we are. Uh, the Chargers, they got the Ravens. You mentioned the Ravens and Lamar Jackson at the beginning of this and, and the way that they are playing, the way they came back on Monday Night Football. Chargers, Ravens, what are your thoughts on this week's uh, game between those two teams? Man, oh, man, both those teams had incredible games and scored a lot of points. Two great quarterbacks. I think it's going to be outstanding. It wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers won, but I'm picking the Ravens. There you go. John McClain's picking Baltimore over the Chargers, and, well, that'll help out the AFC West. Uh, So I don't think anyone that's listening to the station will be upset at that right there. John McClain, great stuff as always. What do you got coming out on Texas Sports Nation that any NFL fan should be on the lookout for? I got a story from uh, Stanford quarterback Davis Mills who had the greatest one-week turnaround in NFL history. And uh, he is the real deal, and that's about the only thing Houston fans have to look forward to. (laughs) You know, I'm glad you mentioned Davis Mills and and the Stanford ties. I did want to ask you real quick about David Shaw uh, because his name has been brought up a few times by Raider fans as a potential uh, next head coach for the team. What are your thoughts on David Shaw and the NFL? Has that that ship kind of sailed on him? It sailed. His wife said one time, find me a better place to live than Palo Alto. We'll think about it. And Las Vegas ain't Palo Alto. <laughs> no, that's right. I know that's right, John. Definitely appreciate you as always, my man. It's always great catching up with you. Uh, thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, kid. All right. Thank you so much. There he goes, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He hung up quick, fast, and in a hurry, man. He, he beat you to the punch right there. <laughs> all right. It's all good. Uh, got a lot of stuff right there to unpack. From John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. This is Unnecessary Roughness right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Many thanks to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. Whenever we talk to John McClain, it means another week of uh, NFL football starting. He joins us every Thursday. Week six, already in week six. It's incredible. Make sure tonight, if you're looking for a spot to watch the game, you join my guy Clay Baker from the morning tailgate. Chickies and Pete inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. Make sure you join him. Uh, he'll have all kind of great prizes to give out. Of course, Chickies and Pete's is amazing. Has some really good food. Uh, go check him out inside of Sahara, Las Vegas, 2535 South Las Vegas Boulevard. Thursday night football, week six action. I think I'll go slide by there after I get off the air and uh, check him out, see what's going on, see what kind of money I can uh, have DeMond spend. I think DeMond's going to be flipping the bill for us tonight. He doesn't know that, but I'm working on it. Not a chance. Come on, man. I bought you I bought you some uh, Lifesaver gummies before the show. I'll reimburse you. <laughs> You're not going to give me a lobster pizza? A lobster pizza, man. I'm, I'm just saying. How much do you think lobster pizza costs? $35. You miss. <laughs> I mean, you asked how much it costs. It is lobster. Exactly. Come on, hook a brother up, man. Do something good for your country. Yo, man, how you going to say hook a brother up right now? Who out here representing today? I, 
good. I'm just saying, man. You, I'm just I, saying. I know you got your dashiki on. It's yeah, cool. Exactly. I respect that. I respect exactly. that. I got my Nike dry fit on. Come on, brother, man. All right. All right. Word. 702-365-9200. That is the number. Let's go on out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's up, D? Chilling. Um, I said this since this went down. I've done your show every day. Uh, the code red was ordered by Colonel Jessup, a.k.a. Roger Goodell. That will never come out because he makes $44 million a year, and the shield protects guys like that. These guys, uh, Roselle, Tagliabue, they've all been after the Raiders since day one. Did you order the code, code red? You're damn right I did. You know, that's... You want we'll the truth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so we got to circle the wagons. Our focus from these captains who all spoke eloquently, intelligently, beautifully, especially Mr. Waller. Mm-hmm. Man, that speech about grace and then D.C. going about forgiveness and the Christian way, et cetera, et cetera. I have confidence that we're going to be fine. I really do. The head of the snake did cut, get cut off, but that snake was a cancer to us. It just was. You cannot look at the guy I want to talk the most. That's your question. Carl Nassib. You can't look at that guy in the, in the face. And with that being known, he'll never play for you. And I, I admire that guy so much. The sack he had to come out and do that in the most macho game in the entire world, that just shows you. And he has been balling. He's a badass. So I want to say, Carl, the nation has your back. Nice. We do. And always will. So please just keep bringing what you've been bringing and put Bridgewater into the ground on Sunday for me. Please, a couple times if you can. Nice. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, Raider Mike. That's good stuff. And I'll tell you what, the Broncos have a leaky offensive line. They really do. Teddy B has been sacked about 11 or 12 times. He was uh, just about knocked out of another game or was knocked out of another game. So uh, this is a game where Max, Unique, Carl, Phylon, all those guys have an opportunity to eat. 702-365-9200. Let's go on out to my guy, ABA, Ivan Davis, Coach Davis. What's on your mind, Coach? Hey, what's happening, Q? Chilling. Glad to finally uh, be able to speak with you. I had a game out. We had a scheduled game out in Vegas. I sure was going to invite you out there uh, to the game, but my coach decided to take my top players and go join the San Francisco team and create a super team and kind of wiped out my team. Oh, but no. In true, but in true uh, Raiders spirit, I told him, you don't think that's going to stop me, do you? <laughs> it's gonna make it, when I get it back together, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad for you. But that's another story. I can't wait to get that one on. But well, uh, now on topic. Uh, first, what I would the person I would speak to. I mean, as a coach, I would speak to everybody. But if I had to pick one person, I'd pick the person who needed to be spoken to the most. And that's my man that was drafted from Clemson, defensive end. I tell him, man, it's time for you to eat. Everybody else in that defensive line is doing their part except you. It's time for you to step up. You one of the leaders on this team. You get, it's, it's time for you to eat. If you can't eat on this table right here with the two defensive ends that we got, then you can't eat at all. Yeah, good okay, point. you need to move away from the table. <laughs> I mean, I'll be frank with him. It's, it's, it's time for you to eat as one of the leaders on this team. 
and, and tell these people to stop telling you that you that you don't belong here just because you were picked number four. So I mean, at some point in time, you got to make he, he's got to make that you got to make that decision on uh, what he's going to do it. And real briefly, I want to adjust uh, something that may start trending in Twitter. All of a sudden, the car haters had their mouths have been shut the whole season because cars have been showing out. Now all of a sudden, with Gruden going, they feel like it's the time to say trade car. New coach, trade car. They're going to trade car. My question is to any, if there's any of you guys out there, please answer for me. Who's out there that's better? Never mind the top five who got contracts. I saw somebody post that. They're under contract. They're going nowhere. But past the top five, Brady, Mahomes, and all them other, who is better than Derek Carr right now? If you can tell me that, maybe I'll jump on the ship, but I don't think you can. So uh, if there's any kind of way you can briefly address that, because I would hate to see that trend. We need Carr confident right now, not having to ignore Twitter because they're putting you know, bogus research right. on there. But anyway, good to hear you, Q. Yeah. Raiders. There he goes. Good call. Good call. That's uh, ABA Ivan Davis, Coach Davis. And it's funny, uh, talking about the ABA and talking about teams, Las Vegas has a new team, an ABA team, the Las Vegas Horsemen. So I immediately thought of you when I got that uh, got that email about the team. I thought, oh, man, Coach Ivan Davis in, uh, in the 510, man, he's got an ABA team as well. So, yeah, we're going to have to link up at some point, man. You're going to have to come out to Vegas. So I'm going to come to the 510. We'll link up, no doubt about it. I'll answer that question on car but i'll do it on the other side we got my guy dustin dehart from nova home loans he's coming up next as soon as i'm done talking to dustin about the landscape of real estate market here in las vegas then i'll address that uh, that car topic i have it written down on my cheat sheet over here so that's coming up next i do appreciate you coach and uh everyone else that's on hold and all everyone else who's hit up the salmon ash text line we'll get to your feedback as well coming up in hour number two this is unnecessary roughness on radio nation radio 920